few things to address. I don't, I don't think anything's going on the rest of the week uh, sports-wise other than some practice and hoping to, hoping to stay dry. But we need to make sure athletic shorts. And I know, boys, you're thinking, you know, I don't understand why it's not fair. Athletic shorts go past your knees. I didn't make the rules. Well, I kind of did. But that's the rules. So that's just what we're going to stick to. And that doesn't mean that you can wear athletic shorts. So everybody who's coming, well, I got a detention for athletic shorts. That's what you're going to get. And if you don't serve it, you're going to go to Saturday school. So just don't wear them. And if you really want someone to blame, blame, blame the girls because they pretty much ruin everything. They ruin the dress code. They ruin, well, ask Adam. Look at Eve. It's, all, it's really all you really get to get to. Okay, you can really go back to the beginning of time. So it'll be like that the rest of your life. Get used to it. Just keep your mouth shut. Suck it up. Follow the rules. All right. Speaking of girls and boys, PDA. We're gonna, we're gonna need to limit that. We're gonna need to limit that a little bit. Just take that down a notch, okay? Or ten. All right. Save some for the honeymoon. It'll be fine. So no, no, no kissing and hugging in the halls. We've, we've seen enough. And uh, you know, you, on your own time, I, well, I really wouldn't do that either on your own time. But you know, as long as it's not on my time, I'm, I'm not gonna be there hovering over you watching, and I'm not subjected to it. So anyway. I hope everybody has a great day. On a serious, serious note, please be careful on the way home. Do not drive fast out of here. Take your time, okay? It's not, it's not um, important. There's nothing so important that we've got to drive carelessly. It's going to be raining pretty hard. So everybody have a, have a safe day, and uh, do good on your benchmarks. See ya. The thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I am Michael Odenick. I am Alex Gordon. And these hour are Soberless Thoughts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Alex, yep, right off the get-go, I've got to talk about something that I found today that it just, like, appeared in my, in my, uh, instagram universe and it really pissed me off yep that's what i'm talking about is the red frame app yeah the fucking red frame app okay this we have good american wholesome beer drinkers out there just trying to live their lives and then you got motherfuckers like this who yeah. are trying to stop them from drinking. And they and they post these memes that are so anti having a good time. It just really <laughs> so so anyways, I sent you I sent you this meme of the of the of the reframe app, right? Right. So on this meme for the and I'm gonna post this on Instagram too. Uh, so people can see what exactly we're talking about when we when we air this episode, dude. <laughs> so in this meme, it says meet alcohol, and then it's got this angry face bottle in the middle, right? And it says alcohol likes one causing lapses in memory. Okay, dude. What I'm about to do is I'm about to fact check this entire fucking meme. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Serverless thought style. Okay. Yeah. So first, 
alcohol likes causing lapses in memory, right? Well, the fact is, even when you're blacked out, you're still having fun and possibly making memories that will last a fucking lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Like children and herpes. <laughs> yeah. Right. The next thing is says alcohol likes anxiety and stress. Well, the fact is alcohol actually lowers stress and anxiety levels. And the more you drink, the less you fucking care. That's true. That is true. Yes. <laughs> and then the meme says alcohol likes making life harder. Well, the fact is alcohol actually builds courage, bravery, and self-esteem. With alcohol, you could live your best life just like Hemingway or Poe or Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> right? Right, right. I was connecting the dots between all three of those people. I was like, there is a commonality between those three. <laughs> and it ain't just booze. Um. <laughs> and then on the other side of this bottle, on the other side of this bottle, it's got al- what alcohol dislikes, right? Yeah. So it says mean alcohol has the mean alcohol face. One side's what alcohol likes and the other side's what alcohol dislikes. And on the side that alcohol dislikes, the first thing it says, alcohol dislikes not being in control of you. Well, the fact is alcohol prefers there to be a complete lack of control. Alcohol's favorite quote is let God take the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Famous last words. Right. Alcohol dislikes health and wellness. <laughs> now, the fact is, alcohol is good for you. In a recent study released in a top scientific magazine, research shows that people who consume alcohol on a regular basis are more likely to live longer and happier lives than those who refrain from drinking altogether. Science has spoken. Yeah. And then finally, of course, it says alcohol dislikes the reframe app. Well, the fact is alcohol loves soberless thoughts. <laughs> That's the truth. By the way, to one of the dislikes, I was going to say, uh, without alcohol, some of you might not have ever been born or you might not be here. That's a, that's a fair. I mean, I'm, I'm probably in that category. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not just talking about like our generation. I'm talking about your great, great grandparents. Like, like back when they used to drink liters upon liters of whiskey back in like, you know, it just even like a hundred years ago, you're like, uh, yeah, there was definitely someone (laughs) got pregnant because of some booze. Oh yeah, dude. Alcohol and beer in general, has saved humanity at least seven times over. Uh, Yeah. Alcohol in general is something that God loves and wants us to all love as well. And basically what I said, I said all that just to say this. Alex, what are we drinking tonight? (laughs) Tonight we are drinking So Chikuba. It is a sake because our topic tonight is has to do with Japan and I keep fucking these things up and I'm sorry. You know what? I just want everyone to know 
there we did a Chinese New Year's a while back, and I still feel bad about that to this day. That I brought sake to the party because I couldn't find the authentic <laughs> Chinese drink that was similar to it. It's just because I couldn't find it in liquor stores. I was like, sake is about as close as I can get it, and it'll do. But I still feel bad about it. And that, so this one I wanted to be bring Japanese sake to it. But it is sake. But you know where this shit is made? I found out when I brought it home and opened it up. China. Berkeley, California. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> uh, close, close enough to China. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 yeah. So it's sake. It's just brewed in Berkeley, California. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Japanese style, just not. I mean, you never know. The producers could be, you know, original Japanese natives that came over here, or it could not be. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like I said, we we got the sake, uh, which we've had. Like I know we've had sake on here once before, but just to refresh, because I know it's been so long. Sake is rice wine. It is brewed like a beer, though, which is kind of interesting. That's why I. I said this before and I'll say it again. There's a great documentary called The Birth of Sake. If you're a alcohol, wine, sake aficionado, I suggest everybody watch it because it's about the process and what these guys go through. And they talk about what they used to do, which was grow rice for six months out of the year. And the other six, they'd brew the sake. Um, and just their process is just very interesting. But the one we got today, we served chilled or warm. Uh, I got mine chilled. It is 15% alcohol. Um, it is classic Jumani sake. Like Jumanji? <laughs> kind of. Uh, I know there's different types. I don't fully know the difference in this one. Like I know there's one that's unfiltered and regular. And so as I'm reading the back here, I'll, I know I like reading the tagline. I'll just read the back of the bottle. This <laughs> hospitable California climate, especially selected California rice of the highest grade and pure water from the Sierra Nevada mountains combined to create an ideal conditions, producing superior Merlot taste. This most traditional so style of sake is naturally smooth and well-balanced. The new full body flavor of Sochiku Sochiku Bai is deliciously enhanced when it is served warm. Mm. So I did not. I wanted to chill mine out. Are you ready? I'm ready. Drake. Yeah. 
Oh, what do you think? What do you think, Alex? I like you, man. It's good. I, uh, I'm a big fan of sake. Um, <clears throat> like every time we go to our favorite sushi restaurant, uh, I've got to get it. I've like this one. It's a dry sake. It's one of my favorite, but this one's good. It's like, it's sweet. Um, it definitely has like a heavy body, not real heavy, but it's just like for a wine, it's got uh, like a little bit of heavy body. And then it definitely like the second taste I had was a little bit, had that alcohol flavor or that taste of it. Mm-hmm. That was actually pretty good. I could see where this would be good. Warm overall. I dig it. I like mm. it. Kind of tastes a little bit like imagine old Mrs. Lee sitting in her recliner and it's like 10 o'clock at night. And for God knows what reason, because nobody knows for real why she spontaneously combusts and burns to ashes. And uh, the the uh, fire coordinator comes in and is looking around the scene and sees and he don't know what the he don't know what to fucking tell people. He's, she fucking spontaneously combusts. She wasn't smoking. There wasn't yeah. nothing. Uh, There's was no electric. I don't, we don't know. It was from the inside out. He goes home, sits down with his wife. This is what he drinks. <laughs> I got to say, you had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. I was like, where, where is this going? Is, <laughs> is she the drink or is he going to drink or is it <laughs> like I was trying to figure out where, where we're sticking the landing. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. So tonight, Alex. Yes. Something happened in Japan. Right. Something Recently. horrifying. Horrifyingly horrifying happened in Japan. Right. Recently. And you're going to tell us all about it. That's right. So if you have been out on the social medias, not just ours, which we appreciate it when you are, there has been uh a crazy discovery. So I'll give you the beginning of it. So there's this rock in Japan called the Killing Stone or uh, Seisho Seki or the Killing Stone. It is a stone in a volcanic mountain of Nasu, an area, uh, to- Tochigi, Japan, that is famous for its sulfur hot springs, right? And the reason this stone, it's a very large stone that has this crazy mythos to it that there is an evil spirit that looms inside of the rock and anyone that touches the rock is killed and it actually spews out poisonous gas at the same time. So basically, and they have, it's like a monument and they are, and they have like a little pillar that has what it is and like a rope around it. It's supposed to contain the evil spirit and all this kind of thing like that. Well, what happened on March 5th, 2022, this year they go out there and the rock split in two spontaneously combusted if you will dude so like did okay so did it just break on its own into or did somebody like split it into here's the gist it split in two like on its own because no one touches it because they're you know the mythos is you'll can die mm, okay. um, so it's split in two. Now, here's the scientific explanation. Okay. 
they believe that because it being volcanic rock, I guess it's it's coarse, but there's a lot of like little maybe rivets or little like channels inside of it that rainwater had slowly been seeping into it. And then the water inside would expand and contract and then actually start to crack the rock because it the water would create pressure and then would put it on it. Now, this is over the course of you know hundreds of years yeah. that this is happening. That finally it and they have there has been accounts or have been tiny cracks along the rock, but this is finally when it snapped and it snapped in half, like equal parts, like something in the middle. Now, the more myth mythological thing was was it hollow they, in the center? No. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, that would be creepier if it was like an egg, <laughs> yeah. but made of stone and just poof, be like, well, that's out. Yeah. This can be a great year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. It was like uh, a like a dragon egg or something at that point. Fucking right. Um, but the spirit that was supposed to lo- be looming in it was a, a demon. Now, I want to say in Japanese culture, from what I've gathered, I'm not an expert by any means, but they use the word demon different than we do. Demon also can kind of mean like spirit or entity. It might not also, it might not necessarily mean evil. I don't know how else to explain that. It's, it's kind of weird. Like we use demon as like evil incarnate now this was uh, a spirit that was kind of evil i was gonna say if it's gonna fucking kill you i think it's evil yeah this one definitely is yeah i was just saying in general oh um yeah uh so what the spirit is that is in the rock was a nine-tailed fox spirit (laughs) what yeah you heard me fucking (laughs) nine tails not one not ten fucking nine so it's like it's like the sidekick from Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also like a Pokemon that has like it's like something that had a bunch of tails, which uh Yeah, but its name wasn't Tails. Yeah. I mean you're right. But that was yeah, I, I never I didn't even put that together. It is two tails. Yeah. Maybe he's a cousin. Maybe he's a, just, just a lower, lower on the totem pole. Right. Like you're, you're more badass the more tails you have. That's right. He's like the water boy of the spirit <laughs> realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the nine tailed fox is associated, which it, that people have been calling this the Tomatayo Nome, uh, who was a real life person back in the day, like Alyssa Nome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, is, that, is that what the foxy uh nine tails looks like uh i'm trying to remember who Alyssa domain was um <laughs> that just came in my head i mean if, if she was a good looking woman right well i don't know see you say that now and now i'm thinking oh no i was thinking of wrong i was thinking of Alyssa milano uh, Alyssa milano from who's the boss Alyssa milano yeah i mean i could see um like a very big justice i can't remember like animal cruelty or something i don't know just one of these like not that any of that is bad by any means but it's just one of those people that like every time they talk like you can't have a conversation because they're like did you know that these animals are like yeah yeah, i got it can we talk about like what pizza we're gonna order tonight um (laughs) i don't know maybe i don't know that's what i was thinking or i know she's a bleeding heart liberal that's what i know yeah she, uh, she's I was kind she of loves the world. She, yeah. See, I, I kind of figured that as much, but I thought it was like maybe to an extreme. I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, right. that does that not t- believe in flat earth. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if she did though? Uh, <laughs> I hope she does. We need to have her on the podcast. They, uh, sorry. I was actually Googling real quick. Uh, Quit Googling pictures of Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Let's get back to the podcast. The nine tailed Fox. Yeah. Uh, is it an actual fox? Yes. It's a spirit. It's a spirit fox with nine effing tails. Now, here's the crazy thing. This spirit, at least from what I've discovered, has been tracked in other cultures. What? So as a yes. So like as I started researching this thing, because I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, there's a spirit in it. Um you know, the, the nine-tailed fox, uh, it has been tracked through ancient China, Hinduism, and then back to Japan. Do, does anybody know how specifically they trapped it in the rock to begin with? Uh, yes, I've got some gist of it. Okay. Because we might have to do this again. We might have to take a road trip to Japan <laughs> and go spend the night out there fucking and down just to try and cat recapture this fucking demon. Yeah. Cause if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be us. <laughs> like, is it weird that like, all right. So as I, yeah, right. We'll fucking do it. <laughs> fucking ghostbusters over here. Um, <laughs> as I started researching this and I noticed it kept popping up in all these ancient religions, kind of, I don't know. They, they say it is of these things, but they don't reference the nine-tailed fox in particularly, but they reference its MO, basically. But as I'm researching, it made me think of like of one of those horror movies where the person's researching whatever's haunting their house or whatever, and be like, this thing's been around for hundreds of years. And I keep finding like newspaper articles of like the same MO and they're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then the painting went to these people and they all died and the painting went over here and blah, blah, blah. Like that's kind of what I was getting the vibe of as I was researching this thing. Yeah. I mean, I was like, man, that's crazy that this thing has been all over the place. It first appeared in ancient China during the Indo period. So Indo? Indo. Okay. The Uh, Indo period. Edo, Edo, the Edo period. I don't know why I Edo. said Edo. Edo. Uh, maybe period. I was listening to too many Snoop Dogg songs. Indigo uh, period. Yeah, the story of Hokusai in the Edo period. Yeah, uh, the first year period. of the praying mantis. <laughs> That'd be crazy if that was right. Um, <laughs> so basically, the story goes in a rough way. It first appeared in China. It possessed a a person named Daji. Daji was the favorite consort of King uh, Zhu of the Shang Dynasty, the last emperor of the Shang Dynasty in ancient China. And basically, this is the MO that you're going to find out. And you're going to notice a pattern. It likes to be the mistress or the hooker, essentially, or the concubine or just the the favorite plaything of a powerful emperor oh it's the spirit of the thirst trap right it is 
uh, what is it? Femme Fatale. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah. It was the favorite consort of King Zhao. Basically, what happened was it killed the real Daji and then turned itself into it because it's the shapeshifter and impersonated it. And this is actually one of the oldest, maybe not the oldest, but this has always been a very good fable of what I just said, the femme fatale of how is it like a is it like a succubi? Kinda. It's a little bit because it wants destruction, but it wants to lure. It seems like it lures men in. And it says this is always the the storytelling that it is the how a woman can bring down an empire. Like a single woman, wow. when some when one person is obsessed is what it seems like. And here's some actually something weird that reminded me of. Remember when we did like Spirit of the Gods? This was just I wrote this as a side note, and I didn't want to overlook it. But in the Song Dynasty, so that was like the first kind of storyline is that this person gets impersonated by it. He falls in love with her. They do a bunch of crazy stuff. Try to get. Like basically what happened was she entranced the king and basically made him be more ruthless and brought a reign of terror that read that led to rebellion in the Shang dynasty. And I think, see if I get my stories right. So this favorite concubine was like insanely like basically convinced this guy that he was, you know, the concubine was like, the love of his life and he kind of favored her overall and he basically made her gave her so much power that she started to do things that were like super ruthless and how do i make sure i get i'm getting my stories right here give me just a second um i feel like i'm getting ahead of myself because there's like three she hillary she hillary clinton that ass so all right back on track sorry about that i had to make sure i had oh the- that's that's not right what I drank that uh, Japanese drink, and then I followed it up with a Guinness, and that is not good. <laughs> I could already tell you that. Um, so did you find a bottle of sake? I thought you were drinking a beer. <laughs> well, it's like a bottle. It's like a beer bottle size. Yeah. Well, it's all, I thought you were drinking like a Coors original. I, I was like, all right, get it, homie. Um, now they got my story straight. All right, so here's basically what happened. Uh, King Zhao of the Shang Dynasty basically fell in love with a concubine, and it was Daji, the uh, the nine-tailed fox, basically. And she began to kind of manipulate him and became become like this over kind of overbearing warlord kind of person, and then he would do anything to make her happy, right? And was obsessed and basically let her have free reign and he would do anything to entertain her. So like he started to neglect his other responsibilities, like his border, you know, his people, just everything just to make this woman happy. And that's kind of the gist of it. That's when he started to implode. People started to um, do kind of like, you know, start plotting I don't know if you've ever, if you ever get a chance, I definitely recommend uh, that there is like, if you think game of Thrones is intricate and crazy, go look up oversimplified ancient Chinese warlords or even Japanese warlords that too. But like it, it's very intricate. 
yeah. and there's a constant like moving and swaying of areas and people doing it like it is very complex of how these things will just topple then someone else will come up and then there's like different dynasties and all that um but so he would do everything to make this woman happy he would even he uh he made a pool out of alcohol out of wine basically like rice wine and he filled it up and so now he's got a pond full of liquor or wine and then he basically sends a bunch of people in it butt naked to play cat and mouse games and this is me speculating probably to get freaky deaky in there oh for sure and they just sat back and watched it for as entertainment and and that was definitely something that was like not becoming of someone of that high ranking. And then like they do crazy shit. Like uh, they made a, something called a meat forest where it was just like, I, f- yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like your worst nightmare? Uh, yes, it does. It sounds like the beginning to a very aggressive porno. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> meat forest. And there I was walking through meat forest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was like hunks of meat and fat and everything hanging from the trees. So when they walked through it, it was just like dead fucking animals because this woman was fucking crazy. Uh, she actually invented one of the most brutal uh, torture devices. That was our, her other thing. She was like obsessed with murdering and torture and all that kind of stuff that she invented something called the bronze toaster. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It was an execution device uh, that was suggested by Daji herself. And basically, it was a bronze uh, cylindrical device that is over 30 feet tall, eight feet wide. It has two wheels on each side, so it can be moved around. There are three layers of charcoal over three layers of burning fire inside the device. The victim were stripped naked, tied before being placed into the pit. The pit was used to execute grand counselor, council member May Bo. Big fans were used to intensely the fire during the execution. So they actually use it on somebody. This is the crazy thing about this legend that a lot of these legends are supposedly true. Like the people existed, but the nine to- the nine tailed fox is the legend edition kind of thing Kill of the night. 
Dude, can you imagine? You're sitting there at the dinner table with your beautiful woman, and she starts sketching out on the napkin <laughs> this insanity that you yep. just described to us. And then she slides it over to you like, what do you think about that? <laughs> You're one crazy bitch. That's what I think about. That's See, when they do that, when they do something like that, at that point, you have to realize that you ran over your head. And, yeah. and that's what probably happened to this guy. He's like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucked now. And he's like, whatever you say, it goes. You're the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you kind of like you wish (laughs) like you wish that energy was put into freaky deaky stuff of like, we're going to do this in the bedroom. Not like you want to take these people out and you're like, ah, fuck. We went too far. Um, (laughs) This is going to completely opposite direction. Yeah. yeah, uh, I was wanting to try some B, you know, some S and M, uh, not tie someone to a fucking bronze toaster. Um, <laughs> hey, when I said the bronze toaster, this is not what I was talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know why when you first said that, the first thing that came to my head was, it was like, what is that? Where she. She goes, runs over. She puts two pieces of bread in the toaster, and then she slams it on your hard dick. <laughs> yeah, just the two, and then she eats a dick sandwich. I don't know. I don't um, know. I'm making this up as I go. Um, <laughs> Step one: <laughs> spend too much time in a tanning salon. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. Um, so this story is the king is obsessed and I forgot to mention this too. Now the reason she could do all this cuz she rose to a basically a queen status because he was so obsessed with her. That's what crazy. So like she rose the ranks of concubineism to become basically like right. the power hungry of a queen. And right. because of that, she was the queen of the kegels is what she was. Basically. Like she got <laughs> she got that good good. She yeah. uh yeah yeah uh, <laughs> he became obsessed she did all this crazy shit and he kept just obliging her um and he just kept ignoring all his delegations of state and state affairs and all that kind of stuff till finally people started to try to overthrow him um and they blamed her basically for the fall of shang dynasty by crumb by corrupting king Zhao. um now the there's a person named oh this is one I'm definitely gonna butcher Young Zong Gaizi was the first man to act against Daji by giving the king a magical peach wood sword which would make Daji ill and kill her eventually and she um basically kind of rose up against him but eventually uh they did kind of overthrow him and uh, kicked her out because uh, the people led a revolt. I guess Daji was paranoid about finding out her secret of the fox because after the fall of the Shang Dynasty, Daji was ex- exercised by 
Zhang Zia and eventually died. But the seven-tailed fox doesn't actually ever really die. It just, it's spirit. Basically, the form it takes dies and it moves on. It just moves on. It's a spirit. It's everlasting. So it's meat bag dies. Right. It, It just goes on to the next. Yeah. So they, so they exercised her and killed her in the process. Uh-huh. And the spirit just kept on keeping on. Basically. Uh, because for the most part, she moves on to her next king. Uh, basically, that was in Hindu mythology. So she leaves ancient China and goes to the Hindu. And actually, she goes to uh, Magdaha of Tajchu and becomes Lady Kyo and becomes the concubine of the crown prince Bazuku. And this is based on the tales of Kalamahashidapira, the man-eater. This is another one that was kind of interesting, which, by the way, I got to side note this real quick. As I was looking a lot of this stuff up, there was something because I actually looked at the Kalamahashidapira. Uh, which is in Hindu mythology, like I said, it's this story about this man-eater kind of person. And there was something called the the Set, um, but it's basically something that they would do if you couldn't get like your wife pregnant or in the instance I'm about to tell you, couldn't have sex with your wife, you could actually nominate another man to impregnate her. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I've, I vocally, as I'm reading this at my job, I go, you've got to be fucking shitting me. (laughs) (laughs) It was just something like, you know, just what happens if you get nominated and you're not into it, (laughs) you're like, you're like looking over at her, like, do I, do I have to, (laughs) well, you just close your eyes and. Think happy thoughts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I never thought of it that way. I was thinking more like, yeah, you know, what's funny. We um, we also have a name for that in the English language. It's called cuckold. That's right. Uh, there's cuckold. a whole. Yeah, there is a whole demographic on Pornhub. Feel free to look it up. Um, oh, no, no. Nioga. N-I. Y-O-G-A, an ancient tradition where a husband can nominate another man to impregnate his wife. Now, here's the funny thing. There is a little bit of, like, if you take away the faux pas or the taboo of what is happening where you're like, hey, Tom, come on over, reel my wife real quick. Um, If you take all that away, if you just break it down to, like, science and proper, like, perpetuating the human race kind of thing. It's not that crazy of an idea. Cause it's like, if you are infertile or if sometimes two people can't like their DNA won't sync up and actually be able to have a kid, you could still have a kid uh, or at least have a generation. I don't know. It just, it seems wild, but it's one of those things that's like, you know, you know what's crazy about this. You know what's crazy about this is it's been proven scientifically that women are more infertile than men are. Yeah. So the number of women that can't have babies compared is way greater than the number of men that can't have babies. Really? 
Yeah. So chances are the majority of this time that this is happening over there, it's actually the wife who can't get pregnant. Yeah. So where's where's the ancient uh, thing where you got to bring in a new wife, a new woman to get the heir of the family? Uh, I'm sure that happened quite a bit. Now, depending on the culture, it would have been in like who would have been like the kings. I mean, granted, you know, kings would be the ideal person to talk about that because, you know, you got all these people that want a son. That's that's always the blood, like which there is a little bit of a a genetic thing to that because there is a maternal and paternal genetic code that is passed down. So like there's something that has been passed down from your father to you that your grandfather passed down to your dad that is literally directly connected. So you are directly connected to all the men in the straight line back in your genetic code. Right. But there's also a thing with women where a woman's mother's grandmothers, they're all connected that way. And it's just something that is inherited. But like your mom cannot pass certain things to you. And it literally kind of ceases to exist, but vice versa with your dad, like your dad had a girl, they wouldn't be able to pass that paternal genome or whatever it is down to you. So it's weird that they were practicing that almost unknowingly because they didn't have that kind of technology back then, but it's just kind of interesting. But back to the point, like, like King Ramses, that dude had back in Egypt, like had, I think he had like a hundred and something kids or something crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Or Genghis Kong, who like literally like half of Mongolia is like related to. Yeah, dude. It's like a third of the world. Yeah. Can trace their ancestry back to Genghis Kong. I know that's wild. I bet you're part of that. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it a little bit. I can see a little yeah. Genghis in you. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, man. Um, I'm a mutt. <laughs> I'm just, I've accepted it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, you could have you got like the Fu Manchu thing going on. You could have the the Genghis Kong Fu Manchu. That I mean, that would be the shit if I had if I went on ancestor.com like did you know you're a direct blood descendant Genghis Khan I'm like yeah fucking right I am <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no he was a horrible hey uh, he did horrible shit but man that's kind of badass uh yeah it's kind of like well we've talked about that like the Viking thing on TikTok people are like fuck yeah I'm related to the Vikings like you know they raped and pillaged a lot of people right like yeah but yeah. it sounds so badass I'm like I mean it fucking does I gotta yeah. give it to you on that one uh, dude if you go far enough back everybody's done that shit uh, yeah pretty much so, yeah so it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter what your ancestry is if you keep going back far enough you fuck some people up yeah, some someone in your family fucks someone else up for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So none of us are innocent. <sighs> okay, finally that Guinness is starting to taste normal. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> you've got Japan and Ireland coming together in a beautiful mix of yeah. chocolatey and sweet. I don't know. Sake always has to me like a a warm smooth 
light vodka taste. I don't know why. Mm. It's like someone someone took all the vodka and rounded it out. Back to uh, Hindu mythology. Here's basically the gist of if I can if I get this story correct. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna sober the thoughts the rest of this because I'm starting to feel this beer and uh, sake. Um, <laughs> Thank so you. Basically, Alex, you're, you're you. welcome. You're welcome. I was like, uh, I could try to butcher these words or I could just give you the story. Let's give, I'll give you the story. So basically there's this guy was walking into the forest. He was the King. He was of a higher class and he walks upon someone who was a priest or a priestly class and he wouldn't move out of the road. So the King guy like pulled out a whip and like, cracked him with it. Yeah. And like, get the fuck out of my way fucking like, surf <laughs> basically like like get the fuck like you know who i am um another guy was like hey fuck you buddy and so he put a curse on the other guy and made him wander through the forest for 16 fucking years the whip man the whip man yeah. was cursed to wander just blindly through the forest for 16 years uh, uh it sounds like sounds like the shit that uh uh what's his name uh oh fuck what's his name the dude the russian guy the russian priest oh vladimir putin no that, no that, not fucking uh no what? uh <laughs> <laughs> rasputin rasputin yes sounds like the shit that rasputin did just for fun <laughs> I said Vladimir Putin, <laughs> but you see Vladimir Putin, Rasputin. You see where I got that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Sorry, he's been on the brain lately. Okay. It's going great. Um, Wander aimlessly through the force. 16 years. Yeah, 16 years. The shit uh, Rasputin used to do for fun. Okay. Right. Just because it was like, hey, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I can't remember. It was either he like came across or like a, a fellow. So the priest was like, like the pr- uh, the priest who cursed him had like, a another priest that was like trying to get the king under his followship. So he like sent like a person out there to like break the spell and bring him Mm -hmm. back. And that was like, I believe that was the concubine that ended up bringing him back. And this is the lady KO that ended up Uh, doing that. If I, or I'm making she's this kind of like she's kind of like uh, Yennefer from The Witcher. <laughs> yes, she is definitely Yennefer, um, the arch enemy of the guy that I was just talking about, the guy that actually put the curse yeah. on it. Uh, uh, since oh he, I'm sorry, I, I said all that wrong. That wasn't the gist. I'm you, you know where I'm at. So basically, he turns the king into like a uh i don't know they call it a rex rex shisha um which i guess is like i don't know like a spirit or a cursed person and then makes the king 
uh, I guess serves the king human flesh uh, to get the Saki curse into effect. I don't know. The, basically, they turn the king into like a cannibalistic Raksasha for whatever it is. Now, that was like the story of the king, not so much of the uh, the concubine person. Like I said, I, I kept going through trying to like read these backstories of people. So that was the king of kind of like where he like came to be. And what happened is the, the Fox went to that part of India of ancient India became lady Kao, another concubine of that same uh, prince. And basically from these tales of Kalamasha Pita, the man eater is why they called him. That is because he was cursed to eat human flesh uh, or like crave it for the most part. Um, the concubine actually talked him into like killing off a bunch of people and actually cutting off the heads of like a thousand men until eventually he was defeated. Basically everyone didn't like it. They went after him and then they figured out it was her. And then she was defeated once again and killed and her spirit then left that body. So, whoop, whoop. so it's yeah, basically. So it seems like every time there is a, this is where I started getting the gist of it. every time there's a an imp like a, a person of power seems like it's a man that there is a a concubine a consort you know a lady of the night yeah uh, I don't know how else to put it good old fashioned whore I'm a girl you're thinking about the one thing you can live without yeah I'm the girl you've been waiting for have you done on your knees have you begging for more you probably thought I wouldn't get this far you thought I'd end up in the back of a car you probably thought that I'd never escape I'd be a rider to change I'd be a slave to this place you don't know how I fought to survive waking up alone when I was left to die and you don't know about this life I've lived all these roads I walk all these years I
<laughs> whatever you want to call her. Um, I don't know. I feel bad for saying that. Is that weird? Uh, she had more yeah. class than that. She, she was a concubine. Classy. Uh, you don't know. Yeah, she wasn't common variety. She was a concubine, consort, escort. Uh, that she, and I feel like that is classier. Does that sound weird? Like if they can rise in rank and become part of the royal, not parliament. What am I? Thinking? Court. Yeah. I feel like you're elevated. You're not just some common variety, one and done. Oh no, no. Uh, yeah, if by, you become part of the social scene, you're in. You're in like yeah. slam, baby. Yeah. So yeah, I take that yeah. back. Uh, <laughs> uh, a side note: I saw this on some social medias, and I thought it was so damn funny. You know the the butt end of the bread. Uh, yes, I do. Did you hear this already? Yes, I have. <laughs> Let's all let all the listeners in it. What do you call that? Well, what you call that is the hoe. <laughs> and why is that? Uh, because everybody touches it, but nobody eats it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, back on track. <laughs> all right um so yeah so so far she uh became the ancient chinese queen essentially was horrific and tortured people for fun she went to india convinced this guy to kill and eat a bunch of people came back over uh to china at 780 bc and possessed Bo sai a concubine who was the most beautiful chinese woman ever 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 and up the, to that point in the history, yeah, of this, she's like the the Lisa <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli, Lisa Lisa Ling, Lisa Lou. I don't. Oh, uh, Lucy Lou, Lucy Lou. Yeah, she's the Lucy Lou of China. Mm. Yeah, she was. <laughs> 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 yes so the lucy lou of china yes his let's see so she was the most beautiful chinese woman ever the lucy lou of china yeah uh the bao si during the show dynasty during king yu literally y-o-u here's the story of what happened so i gotta take you back actually before the king yu uh Two dragons entered the palace of the king uh, during the Z King or Zai. Uh, and basically, there's two dragons that came into the palace. And then when they left, the king ordered the dragon saliva that was left inside the palace to be kept inside of a wooden box. So were they just slobbering all over the place like a couple yeah, of St. Bernard's? I guess, but actually what I thought about was what if, I mean, what is dragon saliva, but fucking fire or uh, things that make fire, like literally the ashes of the shit it burned is what I was thinking of. It's not like a slobbering dog, but that's my interpretation. That could just be like highly flammable liquid, right? It's uh, essentially we need it now is a bunch of gasoline. I could uh, be. Yeah. Yeah. So we just need a dragon and those gas prices would be cheap as shit. Oh, yeah. All right. Um 
So it took all the saliva from the dragons, put it inside of a wooden box, and basically, boom. Fast forward during the king of, I'm sorry, during the time of King Lu of Zhao, he opened the boxes despite it being taboo. And they had not been opened for a thousand years. And the saliva accidentally spilled out and and transformed into a black lizard. And and this is where it gets weird because I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Uh, It crawled past a seven-year-old slave girl. And then eight years later, she became pregnant with a baby when she was a virgin. Oh, shit. So she had a Jesus. Yes. But to me, I'm like, wait, so you're telling me a a lizard walked by her when she was seven. A dragon saliva lizard. A dragon saliva lizard walked by her when she was seven. Then eight years later. Yeah. Yeah. She got pregnant, quote, unquote. Yeah. Because she was a virgin. Right. Magically. Yeah. At 15. Yes. Yeah. Um, Woo. And the ba- and the baby was a girl. Mm, okay. And it was definitely abandoned. Oh, so it didn't grow up to be Jesus. <laughs> no, it but here's the funny thing. I was actually thinking about this. So there, there's where Jesus ended. Here's where Moses starts. Um it gets left. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I know that sounded weird as shit, but it kind of does, man. Um, there was a couple that found it, yeah, uh, being abandoned, and they were fleeing to the um, the Bow region, which was where they were at, um, of the Bow Rain, and they basically raised this daughter up as their own, uh. and then when it was in adulthood, presented it to the ruler of the Baal King Yu. Ooh. So when it grew up, we're like, King, we think of this. Um, and I think if I, I didn't get it off this, no, actually, actually it's a different story. Sorry. I'm getting a mix up. I went through so many of these things, but anyway, uh, in seven seventy nine. It came to the palace and became the king's favorite uh, consort. Holy shit, that's happening again. And actually bore the king a son, Bafu. And the king was so in love with her that it he, dis, he deposed the current queen, uh, Sheen, and his crown prince, uh, Yajzu. Yaju, Y I J U, Yazu, Yaju, Zoo. Anyway, so, uh, Balsi, so he, he threw those off, threw them out of the out of the seats. Yeah, basically, like I like her, and she gave me a son, so I got a son. Y'all are old news. Y'all are out. Y'all, you're the new queen, and you're the new next in line for the crown because they could do that. This wasn't like England back in the day where like you had to have a baby by the queen. Now they're like, oh, that queen's not working. You're the new queen now. Um, yeah. So di- dispose the old queen and now Basi and the new uh, uh, crown prince Bafu are now in power. But 
here's where it gets funny or weird. So like the past two stories, you know, like the queen seems to be very eager to hurt people, very yeah. manipulative, very trying to like torment. All right. She's always got faces of death on in the background. Right. Yeah. That's her yeah. screensaver. Right. And now she's been, she's very melancholy. Mm. Like, and the king actually offered a thousand uh, thousands of gold for someone to make her laugh. Now, I don't know if this was like a, a new tactic tactic to try to maybe to manipulate the king more like, well, why do I got to work this much when I really don't have to do it? I could just sit back and let them ruin themselves for me. Right. Yeah. So basically what happened was, and it seems like her ultimate, like it seems like she likes to torture people, but her ultimate goal is to overthrow empires because that always seems to be when she leaves, right? She like her goal was for this empire to crumble. Well, because she was so uh, like melancholy or melancholy, whatever you want to call it. Um, the king lit all these warning signals on the outskirts of his area, which showed basically showed all the surrounding towns or the or other warlords that like an emergency was happening and we need to congregate all the armies together to fight against another area to save the region. Right. 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 So he lit all these fires and all these people showed up and she started to laugh because she thought it was funny that all these people that were so damn serious and they lit these fires, these beacons as a sign of emergency for everyone to show up. And she thought it was hilarious. So what does he fucking do? He does it again. Lights all these fires saying there's an emergency, almost like the boy who caught, cried wolf. Oh, yeah. It keeps doing it. Right. Well, uh, queen shins shin. That was the original queen. Uh, father was very upset about the dip- disposition of her, of his granddaughter. I'm sorry, his daughter and grandson. Uh, Yishu. And they mounted an attack against King Yu's palace. Um, and basically, they got some nomads to help him out with it. Well, when the king was being attacked, he decided to light the fires. They hired the he needed golden help. army. Right. He, and he lit up the fires and no one fucking showed up because he'd been doing it as a practical joke to make yeah. his concubine laugh. Oh, dumbass. Right. Uh, so that was the, so King Yu's death marks the end of the Western Zoo. Was and, then, and then what happens to the, what happens to her when the King uh, Yu dies? Basically, it, even her son were killed and she was captured. Um, and I think she was later killed. No, no. Um, uh, Basically, she was captured, and there was like some bribes going on, and essentially, she ended up hanging herself, and they don't really know when because she couldn't escape. So she's Oof. like, "Well, I'll just leave this meat sack. Boom, I'm dead. Moving right. on." Yeah, there's that one. Now, where does the nine tails go after that? Well, old 
Japan. <laughs> now it's made its way to Japan. So um, basically what happened, I, th- I think it, it, it actually stayed in Japan for quite some time. But the first time when she really appeared uh, in Japan was another most favorable consort of Emperor Toba by the name of Tamatama Nome, who was said yeah. to be the most beautiful and yeah. intelligent woman. Oh, yeah. And the emperor became very fixated with her. She rose to the ranks and she w- was so intelligent that she was able to answer any question asked. Mm, yeah. So, which also intrigued the emperor. But, most, most women can do that, by the way. Right. Um, so you can see like an evolution of tactics. Like it was like brutal, brutal manipulation now it's going to be a little bit more secretive because now the emperor is going to get ill. Yeah. It's whatever's, whatever's best for the situation. Right. So um, the emperor became poor health and, you know, no one could figure out why, uh, which, oh my God, I forgot one of these. I think it was the first one. She asked the emperor to like, cut out his own heart to show that she cared and she would do shit like making people cut out their own organs to see what they look like yeah that's yeah that's you know typical yeah, like, you fuck horrific up yeah, yeah yeah uh i just i just i just remembered that i'm like was this this story no no it was crazy shit like that yeah. uh yeah so yeah the first one was definitely a sociopath or psychopath whatever yeah. um she so went this, she went full on King Joffrey. Yes. Basically. Yeah. She was like King Joffrey and uh HH Holmes had a kid together. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, let's see how this works. Why don't you pull out a kidney? Let's see what it looks like. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so this one. So I, I don't know if it's learning or devolving, but um the um, so the emperor became ill and he stayed ill and they couldn't figure out why. And they actually hired someone to essentially a wizard. And some people call him an astronomer yeah, to come like do a spell and figure out what's wrong. And he did a couple and there was eventually one that, and I think his name was Abno Yasu Chaika. Yasu Chaika. Yeah. He eventually, after enough spells, or figuring it out, figured out it was the nine-tailed fox again. Oh, shit. And he goes, you've got to get rid of her. She's the spirit of lore. She's the one that's fucking doing all this shit, right? Right. So at first, the emperor didn't believe. It was like, no, she's beautiful. She's intelligent. There's no way that could be her. No one, Everyone liked her. No one, no one believed him. Uh, and then finally, his uh, health got worse. He said it again, like did another diagnostics and the emperor basically goes, okay, you're right. It's her and sent out two servants, Kazusa no Suke and Miro no Suke yeah. uh, to kill the fox near the Sorry. plains of Nasu, which is where it ended up laying. You were asking me about that earlier. And basically the storyline is some of it is they took her out there. They killed her and she turned into the rock. 
right? Uh-huh. Her body then petrified, turned to the rock because they used like a magical item. Another one was that. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot that we were talking about a rock this whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I had to take you out. I had to take you down the block and we had to walk one block over to make our way back to the fucking destination. Um, we're talking about a fucking rock because I have been all over the place. Yeah, this, then I apologize to the listeners. This shit was not as like, if you had asked me this shit yesterday when the shit was fresh in my mind, I would have nailed all this. Um, anyway, booze. What do you want from me? Um, basically so there's one rendition another rendition was they took her out there she started to run they shot her in the back of the like the neck with an arrow she died and instead of escaping to a human or a body maybe it's like the fallen it has to escape to a a living creature yeah it it escaped inside of a rock and it got trapped Mm. and that's where it stayed now part of me is speculating like what if it what if they killed it? They'd notice it escaped to the rock waiting for them to leave. And then they tied it to the rock. Like by, you know, maybe they got the astronomer out there or whoever and basically cursed it to the rock and couldn't leave. That rope that was tied around the rock probably had some kind of magical benefits right. to it. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like yeah. this, none of this says this is just me speculating, but I'm like, well, if a spirit could it die that many times and find somewhere to live, like why would it get tied to a rock unless it was tied to the fucking rock? Oh um, yeah. I don't think now, it I don't think it stayed in the rock. You don't think so? No, but go ahead. What else? What else is there? So the last thing is in 1653. Is in addition to the story, there was a monk that came by at, that uh, that basically a Buddhist monk, Jeno Shinsho, exercised the now repented fox and held a, a Buddhist memorial service after the deed, allowing the spirit to finally rest in peace. Mm-hmm. So he either released it or he he exercised it. Yeah. So that's part of the story. <laughs> but what if I'm sitting here going like, here, here's the funny thing. I was sitting here going like, what if it didn't stop? We just thought it did. I know it didn't stop. So what if it just stopped until then? And when he exercised it, it tricked him because it is a trickster going oh you've killed me oh is he gone all right cool i'm back um and then it did things like like i was trying to think of the best example like what if it made its way to america or other countries like what is a good example of a powerful person that imploded it's it's empire imploded because of a woman and the best thing i could come up with which it wasn't really necessarily because of her but you never know it could be because of her if you're into conspiracy theories but the first one that popped in my head was marilyn monroe and jfk oh yeah dude for sure because because she would be like she's not she's not your common variety like best little whorehouse in texas but she is 
she was the rumored being the consort of the president of the United States. And he ended up getting assassinated and his plans of empire and whatever went out the window. A hundred percent, a hundred percent dude. And also known worldwide as being one of the most beautiful women in the entire world. Fucking right, dude. I've got a whole list of these women since you've been talking that I'm going to bring up. Now you got Helen of Troy. Ooh, good one. Okay. Brought down the Troy. Brought down Troy. Yeah. Okay. We've got Cleopatra. Brought down the Roman Empire. Ooh, that was a good one. Ooh, that was a good one. We've got Queen Alexandria. Brought down the Russian Empire. Mm, Yeah. Also known as one of the most beautiful women in the world. Right. He's married right. to Tsar Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We've got Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> Maybe that's a stretch. Maybe that's a stretch. <laughs> hey, it was having an off year. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think it is a common theme like wow like what if it like these are the stories that has been pinned together but what if it didn't centralize itself in in the east you know, yeah, yeah in yeah. these asian countries because like you know india china japan what if because it, it also says it disappeared for a while where the fuck did it go well now we know ancient greece yeah you know like there could be stories and it could even went to like uh, like South America, maybe the Aztecs have a crazy ass story like this too that we don't fucking know about. Right? Exactly, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is what this is what I'm talking about right here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nine-tailed fox, homie. Yeah. Maybe been- it gets a tail every time it takes out an empire. So nine great empires. So that's it's up to nine so far. Right. When it was last seen in Japan. Yeah. It probably has 30 now. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Regime changes everything else. Yeah. Yeah. God, God bless it. <laughs> yeah. I like it, dude. I like it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we've got a lot to think about tonight while we're sleeping. No shit. Yeah. And I'm sorry if some of these were, they were coming at you kind of slow riding, but man, I was. It, it was, I was super excited about this because I'm like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, this thing's been fucking everywhere. Uh, yeah, man. Because it sounds like it has been. Yeah. It sounds like it, it has been. Because you're going through these stories about these women who are behind the scenes of these massive failures and, and empires. Right. And it's almost every empire that goes down. Yeah, there's a woman behind the scenes. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's great. Like it's 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 one of those things. It's just like it. it you know what's funny too? You know, I, not to throw this into aliens and everything like that, but I'm about to a little bit. But like, what if you know this thing is a thing? I call it a fucking shapeshifter, whatever you want to call it, but, or a spirit or, you know, whatever it is. But like, it just seems like it's one of those things almost like, it, you know, I got roped into kind of the, uh, 
the ancient aliens, Hindu mythology, where they're talking about like you know uh, these people riding chariots and fighting across the skies, and it could be the representation of aliens or something like that. Yeah. Well, what if this is like some kind of crazy manipulative thing that's just like no, not that empire implode. Yeah. Or it could be an alien. It could be an alien that right. says, "Okay, we'll only let empires on this planet." go for so long and get so much power before we have to step in and say, okay, that's enough. Right. That's time for somebody else now before you get too before you get too big. Yeah. Too big for your britches. We need to send in (laughs) the send in the Fox. Yeah. Old nine T. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) They call her up on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. Ninety. <laughs> we got another one. Time to get down there, Mesopotamia. Yeah, right, dude. I like it. Success. Something to think yeah. about. Something to add to in the future. Oh yeah. And by the way, if anyone's interested, we have just scratched the surface on this for sure. Uh, you can go way deep into the Nine Tails Fox, way more than I did. Like. It was taking me hours to get <laughs> into some of the stuff I went into because I was going into weird. Like I was going into not weird, but like I was like, this is like the Hindu mythology is very intricate and it was very hard to kind of figure out which folklore went with this one and did that. Uh, which made me realize how much I'd love to learn about that, by the way. Oh yeah, dude. We'll have to do uh we'll have to do a Hindu mythology episode. Because yeah, I have no frame of reference and I'm gonna have to like really study it. And uh it's 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 gonna be an undertaking for sure. Just because like I said, it's it's not like ancient Greece or Egypt or something that's been like shoved in your face a little bit. Us being Americans, it's hard. I don't know. It, it's like, you know, like the basic ones like Shiva or damn it. I think that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. Is Buddha something with that? <laughs> uh, kind of, but not really. I mean, there was two Buddhas, uh, but uh, it was, I'm trying to think who else. I know I know more than that. But I just can't think too much booze in the brain. Right. Karma uh, Sutra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to, I remember as a joke, I bought that for somebody for their wedding gift. Yeah. Just because I thought it would be funny. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this. Uh, and I, uh, they called me. I was like, did you buy us that fucking Kama Sutra? I was like, yeah. I was like, he was like, so let me tell you what happened. So we're sitting around <laughs> with me and my wife and her family or her mom and dad, my mom and dad, grandparents, sisters, brothers, everybody's around in this room yeah. and they're all opening up the wedding gifts, all the immediate family. Yeah. And they go, and then we open this. That is the fucking Kama Sutra. <laughs> and he goes, and I got to be honest, at first, he goes, at first glance, I got kind of 
pissed because I was like a little embarrassed because it was all these people. And he goes, but he goes, everybody fucking laughed. Like even yeah. grandma was laughing about it. And I'm like, yeah, because no one gives a shit. Apparently when you get married, they're but, like, you stay away from her. Oh, you're married. Yeah. Go have fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, I suggest it. If you got a friend that's getting married and I'm the common sutra, it'd be a good laugh. Excellent wedding gift. Right. <laughs> That's what we think. What do you yeah. think? Email us at serverlessthoughts <laughs> at gmail.com or uh, find us on social media at serverlessthoughts on uh, Instagram or Facebook or find us on Twitter at Think Serverless or just search Serverless Thoughts. And all of our podcasts are on serverlessthoughts.com or all the podcast catchers. You can catch the podcast by just searching Serverless Thoughts. And usually you'll find a sticker that says Serverless Thoughts in your local beer cooler. Cause that's where they're at. Don't forget to rate review, uh, leave a like subscribe, do all those things to anything that you find that says serverless thoughts on it. One day we're going to have merchandise. You can buy on serverlessthoughts.com, like t-shirts and hats and mugs and koozies and bottle openers. Yeah. That'll be in 2025. Hell yeah. Alice, what do we say when we got out here? We like to say, when you're in the skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. Promise.